Front Foot Test Special, your complete wrap of the day's play from the ICC Test Championship Final, New Zealand versus India on Gold AM and iHeartRadio. Smiles on the faces of the Indian players as they left the ground at the end of a shortened day, the first day of the World Test Championship final. They had got through to 146 for three. That's in itself not a commanding score, but the fact that they were able to survive uh, by losing just three wickets and had been put into bat, the advantages were all with New Zealand in winning the toss, but India 146 for three when uh, play was called for the day bad lights and potentially some rain stopped the game from continuing. Uh, Sharma was the first to go. He was out for 34 when the score was 62. The first hour was very much uh, the uh, domain of Sharma and Gill in their opening stand. They put on 62 and then straight away after Sharma's dismissal, Gill was out, caught Watling, bold Wagner for 28 and at one stage 63 for the loss of two. Pujara was out uh, LBW to bolt for eight and uh, at that stage 88 for three brought together the partnership of Rahane and Kohli and they saw the score through to the stumps total of 146 for three. Peter McGlashan has been with us all day providing expert comments and Peter 146 for three India would be pretty happy with that. Yeah I think so it was a good opening partnership from Sharma and Gil. There was a lot of expectation from, I think, the New Zealand public and the New Zealand team that what uh, that uh, Bolt and Saudi would have a bit of a field day after Kane Williamson won the toss. But we saw Sharma and Gill had a pretty clear plan about what they were going to do. They forced the New Zealand bowlers to uh, bowl straighter and straighter, and they picked them off through the leg side. And when they dropped short and wide outside off stump, Sharma in particular was very punishing through the the cover point region, picking up six boundaries. So that, that opening partnership really set the scene for India, and it meant that when uh, Pujara and Kohli came together, um, they were in a position where the sting had sort of come out of the tail of the New Zealanders. Do you uh, believe that uh, they may have just adjusted their normal way of playing Test cricket to uh, blunt the New Zealand attack, to, uh, to keep them from uh, being the dominance that they have been at Test match level? Yeah, it seems to be. I mean, maybe it's uh, less about them changing their way but uh, against the New Zealand team, but maybe this is just more of an approach that they take in English conditions. I think Coley seemed uh, to be particularly um, quiet and, and maybe that's him being up for the challenge of this Test Championship. But Sharma and some of the other players were def- definitely a bit more conservative than I guess you would expect. We're used to them being reasonably free-flowing uh, in their own conditions, but... It looks like they're just trying to really wear this New Zealand bowling attack down. They probably recognise that that's one of New Zealand's biggest strengths and if they can get the New Zealand bowlers to bowl a lot of overs in the first innings, then it gives them a better chance later on in the match. Yeah, New Zealand didn't bowl badly. They just weren't able to create the chances. I mean, there were chances at times throughout the day, but they were never constantly threatening with the ball, were they? No, Southie and Bolt took a while to kind of work out how much the ball was going to swing and, and therefore where they needed to place the ball on the surface. Cole Jamison, he came in straight away and, and had a, a serious effect. He uh, pressured Gill, he forced him back. Gill was looking to use his feet to try and negate the swing of Southie and Bolt early. And Jamison's extra bounce really was a point of difference. His nine maidens also showed how much control he had. Uh, over the ball and, and that it was the the reining in of the run rate which really gave New Zealand a chance to put a little bit of pressure on uh, leading into the lunch break. 
There were some uh, moments that uh, they would celebrate. Uh, the first wicket, uh, a catch by Southie, which was, uh, well, it was it was typical Tim Southie. He's just uh, a class act when it comes to slip fielding, and uh, he snaffled the first wicket with a catch. Yeah, very good catch. Jamison looking to shake the ball away after swinging it back in a few times to Sharma earlier on, and Southie low to his right did very, very well. We spoke during the broadcast about how it's not typical for fast bowlers to be down in the slips, Gordon. Um, you know, generally their aches and pains from uh, from running in and, and bowling fast means they're not the most agile of chaps. But Southie did well to stay nice and low, moved well to his right, took a very good catch. And it's the type of catch which really can set up the rest of the day. If that catch goes down or it's or it's maybe not taken when it should have been taken, it really does uh, dampen the moods of the rest of the side. But uh, Southie, uh, as a senior player, critical that he maintains those good standards and that was followed up by another catch by Watling uh, not soon after that. Yeah, and that was off the bowling of Wagner. He couldn't wait to get the ball, could he? <laughs> he was pretty excited. Uh, and again, we, we you get what you, you you know what you're going to get from Neil Wagner. He charged in, he, he ran in hard. I think it was only about a second or third delivery that he picked up Gill uh, with that catch to Watling and, and that really was the 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 pivot back away from India being in control of the the opening hour or so and Jamison Wagner starting to take a bit of control leading into the lunch break and uh, you know you'd have to say at lunch it was reasonably even yes indeed sixty nine for the loss of two but uh, the Indians come away with with probably a slight advantage as we say the the figures probably tell the story the economy rates of the bowlers the most expensive was Southie at two point seven six and that uh, confirms the run rate for the innings was about two point three so the bowlers were steady but not menacing yeah Colin de Gronholm was a little bit expensive before lunch he was kind of going at fours but he did a better job after the after the lunch break and uh, ended up with six maidens out of his 11 overs and dragged that run rate per over back and uh, did a much better job in that middle session. But, you know, he is a guy who would they probably would have expected more from in the in the opening hours and, and it really was um, the fact that he wasn't quite on song which put more pressure on the other bowlers. But yeah, because New Zealand managed to contain the Indian batters uh, throughout the day, it really is pretty even, and what happens in the first hour tomorrow morning will probably set the scene as to how successful the first day was for either side. Yeah, it's going to be a mental game now, isn't it, deciding on how you go about the second day, and will India continue in the same fashion, or will New Zealand make changes to what they've done? Yeah, well, we saw Trent Bolt start to, to mix it up a little bit. He started to come round the wicket a little bit uh, just to change that angle, and I think we'll probably need to see more of that tomorrow if it looks like the surface starts to flatten out, if it looks like uh, Kohli and and, uh, and Rahana start to settle in. You know, the New Zealand team will start to struggle to come up with new ideas, and uh, that first hour will be critical. If they can pick up one or two wickets in the first hour, then there's every chance that they might start to go through them with favourable conditions. But if they find that... Kohli and Rahana can sort of see them off in that first hour. New Zealand will have their backs to the wall for the rest of the day, likely. And finally, a word on Jameson. I suspect he could be uh, a key man. He certainly had uh, an outstanding spell of 14 overs and 14 runs and, and a wicket. He's got that uh, X factor, hasn't he? Yeah, and he does on a couple of fronts. He does with his height and then the fact that that provides a different trajectory for the delivery and, and added bounce, but he also for the fact that he can, with a very... Uh, minimal change to his bowling action, swing the ball into the batter or away from the batter. And 
Uh, we saw Rahane and Pujara both struggle with that early on in their innings where they almost had to wait for the delivery to be sort of a third or halfway down the surface before they knew which way it was going to go and that affected their footwork. So Jamison's ability to move the ball both ways will be critical and uh, we'll just have to you know, keep an eye on, on how the surface deteriorates and whether or not there is any reverse swing. It's probably unlikely with the amount of moisture that's been around. Um, but he's going to be critical if this New Zealand team is, um, uh, if the ball doesn't swing uh, midday tomorrow, then it's Jamison's probably, and, and Wagner's bounces are the only real points of difference. That analysis of the first day of play in the World Test Match Championship from Peter McGlashan, 146 for the loss of three. We'll be back for day two. Meanwhile, here are the highlights of the first day of uh, the Test match at GS Bowl ended 146 for three. India after being put into bat. Play is called as Tim Southey from the golf course end bowls to Rod Sharma and gets one down the leg side, which turns into the onside for runs. Heading out towards the boundary is probably going to race away towards the boundary. Two New Zealanders in pursuit. No, it's just been pulled back. And uh, the first effort diving in the field, the left armers, Neil Wagner and uh, Trent Bolt, were able to. Uh, get the ball from going over the boundary. So three runs to Rohit Sharma from the first delivery. In goes Bolt again, left arm wide on the crease. It's short and it's pulled through wide mid-wicket and it's going to race out to the fence for four. Too short from Bolt and onto it in a flash with skill. Just standing and delivering and pulling it through the onside. And that was a powerful pull out to the fence for four. And he'll be bowling to... Rohit Sharma, who just stands and delivers, and a drive, square drive through backward point, out to the fence for four. Salvi, right arm over the wicket, this is full on leg stump, and it gets a leading edge off the bat of Sharma, it was full, and it's going to go down to the wide third man fence for four. In goes uh, Salvi, right arm much wider on the crease on this occasion, it's full, half volley, and it's driven backward a point. And it's going to roll away, is it, to the backward point boundary. The dive comes in, but to no avail. And Rohit picks up another boundary through backward point. Here is again, this one's swinging in, and it's well driven on drive. Down the ground by Shubman Gill, and it's racing away from Colin de Bronholm, who's giving chase. But uh, four more runs to the Indian tally. They move to 41 without loss. 41 for none is the next delivery, and Gill gets a short one. Pulls it into the onside, out towards wide, long on. It's heading off towards the boundary. It's going to get there ahead of the New Zealand fieldsman and will bring a boundary for Shubman Gill. Takes him to 23. 45 for no wicket. The Grandhold bowls and it's on the back foot. Hit through the offside to the boundary for four. The Grandhold bowls to Sharma, who's on the back foot. Forcing through the offside. Not a lot of room, but punching it. Powerfully through the cover region to the boundary for four. In goes to Grandholm. This one shaping away from uh, Rohit, but he plays it beautifully off the back foot through the covers to the boundary for four. And about where their off stump was. Three slips in and a gully as uh, Jameson is in. Outside the line of off stump. Has he been taken? At third slip, that must be Tim Salvey. Terrific strike from Jameson. Tim Salvey diving away to his left. He's taken it on the grass tops. It was Rohit playing forward, getting the edge off the bowling of Jameson, and Southey's taken a spectacular catch at third slip, diving away to his right. Rohit is out for 34. The black cap strike. Gill has been edging forward so far in the innings. This one has him edging in to BJ Watling, who takes the catch, and immediately Neil Wagner strikes 
And we see the dismissal of Shubmangil for 28. Regulation catch for BJ Watling. India 63 for two. Here he is over the wicket to Coley, who's driving. He's driven well. Eases it through the covers and down to the boundary for four. And much more control as he comes back towards Pujara. The final ball, presumably before lunch, as Pujara plays that to mid-wicket. Another dot. One run from the over from Southie. Nine overs, none for 27. And that, in fact, is lunch. India 69 for two. And it will be Neil Wagner, who's into his third over, has one for five. Left arm over the wicket to Coley. This one keeps particularly low outside the line of off stump. Just a, a warming up delivery after lunch. Just 125 Ks from Neil Wagner. And having to take it very low down is uh, Watling behind the stumps. No, in goes Wagner again. Left arm over to Pujara. And he's hit it back with a points. He had enough width to play the shot beautifully. Just leant back and carved it through backward a point to the boundary for four. And he's off the mark. Steaming in to Pujara. Push this outside off stump. Pujara leans into a cover drive. And just, just lands it ever so slightly. He's timed it perfectly. And it's got away to the boundary for four. Bolt goes into Pujara. This one takes him on the pad. LBWP has got to be a good one. Give in! Pujara's not too certain about it. Does he challenge it? But I think that's pretty good. It's taken him below the knee roll. Would probably be hitting leg stump. It's been given out by the umpire. So uh, if it's a marginal one, then it will go in favour of New Zealand. No, he's on his way. New Zealand has the third wicket. And Bolt into the attack has removed the rock. 88 for three. Run on bowling again, and off the back foot, slicing it away through the backward point region to the boundary for four. And they've gone off at 120 for three. Tim Salvey, right arm over, and he'll be bowling to uh, Coley. Outside the line of off stump, make that Rahane, who is on 13 from 54. And the first ball is well outside the line of off stump and going further away from Rahane, and he doesn't need to play it. Wagner this time to Rahane, outside the line of off stump. Southy bowls to Rahane, who pulls it into the onside. That's a powerful stroke, it's gone for four. Too short, and has been hit behind square for four. They will take the players from the field, and that is the state of play again. There will not be any. Gindy is 146 for three. Well, the, umpires are, uh, the umpires are taking their gear off. Yes, they play are. abandoned for, for the, the day. day. Well, that. how long did it take them to do that? Well done. That <laughs> oh, is the umbrellas wonder- are up too. Oh, what a wonderful administration of the game that is. Yeah. <laughs> so there you are, everybody. We can inform <laughs> oh. you that the play has been abandoned for the day. India slightly in uh, the ascendancy at the moment. Tune in tonight from 9pm for full coverage of New Zealand versus India in the Test Championship Final. Live only on Gold AM and iHeartRadio.